Winnipeg fans, preseason is officially here. We are about to get underway with the game later this evening against the Edmonton Oilers, but the Jets kicked off things early this weekend with a brand new jersey announcement. Find out more and predicted preseason lineups all on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But more than anything, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Now, like I said at the top of the episode, obviously the Jets have preseason action later today. Um... 6 p.m. my time. I believe that's going to be 5 p.m. Central for Winnipeg. Uh, but obviously, you know, this is a, a pretty big game for the Jets. This is a chance for us to really see how the Jets are going to line up and, and ultimately get some insight into what Bones is thinking for this year's team. And it's also a chance for some young prospects to perhaps fight for a spot. Now, we know most of these kids are moose bound, so let's not get ahead of ourselves and get too excited. But, you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe, just maybe there is a surprise in store uh, as we head into what should be a pretty eventful uh, regular season. But before we even get into preseason lineups, guess what the Jets dropped yesterday? A brand new jersey. And let's just say the reactions have been a bit mixed. If you missed it, Winnipeg dropped a 48, like a 1948-inspired jersey. It is styled after the 1948 uh, uh, Royal Canadian Air Force Centennial stuff. Um, and, and honestly, this jersey... It's interesting, right? We've seen like the 48 style before on a number of other teams. I think one of the Moose teams even had something like this before. Um, so, you know, it it's interesting, right? It's it's done after the uh, the RCAF Flyers, and it's got like the powder blue. You've got like a dark navy and red striping, and then of course the Jets logo on the on the chest. Um, so, I think a lot of the mixed reactions are are that. Winnipeg didn't really do much more with the jersey, right? It really is very similar to previous Flyers jerseys. Uh, we've seen other teams do something like this. I even saw somebody in the comments on the Jets post um, have a photo of, of their beer league team using it. So it's not like it's that uncommon. I guess for my personal take, it's it's a solid jersey. It's not that bad. Um, I do feel like the logo maybe could have done uh, with a little bit of sprucing up, but I also understand if for legal reasons, they don't change the the Jersey crest, right? There might be some like design and right stuff that means that they don't want to alter that. So it is what it is, but it does kind of look slightly out of place. I just feel like when you had the old RCAF Flyers logo, it it made a little more sense. But having seen the Jets logo on other jerseys, it it's kind of doing something for me that I don't really care for. So 
all in all, I would give this jersey a solid seven and a half out of ten. It's a it's a solid jersey. And it kind of made me think of like, you know, the past few Jets jerseys, right? We've had some really good ones, and we've also had some ones that I just really hate. So I'm going to go from like worst to first in terms of uh, Winnipeg's last few jerseys. From worst, I, I've got to say it's got to be the Aviator style. I've hated this one almost since day one. And in person, it's not that bad, but it's also not particularly good. Um, and look, I don't want to like, you know, crap on any designs here or anything, but like this jersey, if you've ever played NHL, be a GM or be a pro or something, it looks like the powder blue default that you used to get when you started a brand new team. It just, there's not really that much intrigue with it. Uh, it's just a flat, you know, powder blue, a little darker in person than I thought it would be. Um, and you've got jets across the chest and then, you know, just some like black and white striping, which I mean, it's, it's not terrible, but it just looks very generic. Uh, there's no flavor to it. And I've always really hated this design. I have one in my closet, but like I don't really wear it. I mean, it's just, you know, a, a jersey to collect, I guess. But yeah, of the Jets alternates, thirds and like specialty jerseys, this one by far is like my least favorite. Now, the next one, you're probably going to get mad at me, um, but I I don't really love the, uh, the, the, the retro 2.0, the reverse retro with like the white and the blue. This jersey is just okay. I mean, it's it's better in person, but I just felt generally uninspired by it. I do like the navy and powder blue with the old uh, 90s Jets logo. That looks pretty cool. But the rest of the jersey is just very plain and simple. Um, not a lot of pizzazz or interest with it. It's, it's just good for me, right? I, I would say it's just good. So is it better than the Aviator? Yes, by a pretty healthy stretch of the imagination. But compared to something like our next jersey, I would say it rates pretty low uh, on my priority list of jerseys I'd want to go out and get. Coming in third for me, I've got to say the Navy Heritage jersey, um, which Winnipeg on their website refers to as the alternate. Uh, that one for me is one of my hands down favorite designs um that alternate navy with like the old-fashioned jets logo and you know the the simple red and white striping on the dark navy jersey with a red collar it just it it hits if you've seen it if you've got one you know exactly what i'm talking about the numbers pop the logo is great really there weren't that many ways that you could possibly improve this jersey right um but i'll say this the version that I think came first, it was the white one. I'm pretty sure that was the first one. That jersey for me was even better. You had like the the navy shoulder pauldrons, the uh, navy and red striping, and then the logo on the white jersey just really pops. It adds like this beautiful design. It's got a very classic look. It's probably my favorite Jets jersey design ever. Uh, there's been a few really good ones, but I rate that one as the best. You know, compared to like... The, the reverse retro, the aviator, and even the Navy heritage, it for me always will win out as my favorite jersey. I'd be curious to know which one is your favorite. I would say on the moose side, um, I'm torn between the firefighter specialty from a few years ago and anytime they do the follow your dreams slash uh, Wasak Knight jersey. Those ones are always fire. And if you've seen the, the, like the numbers and the shoulder designs and stuff, it is a beautiful, beautiful jersey. Still my favorite overall organizationally, right? Um, but man, if you ever see that firefighter jersey from the Moose, it looked really, really cool. Uh, I haven't seen many people have them over the years. 
Uh, I know a couple of friends have picked one up, but it is a sick, sick design. You know, that red firefighter red with um, black and yellow striping and the numbers I think had, I want to say like a, a yellow outline on like the black background or something. If I recall correctly, it's been some time since I've seen one, but that was a cool jersey. Let me know in the comments below which uh, favorite Moose or Jets jerseys you've got. Maybe you even have a few rankings. Where do you think the actual standard home and away fit on your list? Drop that in the comments below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Now, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Predicted lineups courtesy of Mike McIntyre. Uh, obviously, you know, for, for preseason, this is a big chance for the Jets to show us what they've got, give us something really exciting. And tonight's game against the Oilers should prove to be an exciting one. All coming right up in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner, AG1, has something that I use literally every day. I gave AG1 because I wanted to have, you know, a, a, a bit of a daily boost to my immune system. I thought it'd be a great option to try, something that's very convenient. And I drink AG1 before, you know, I head out to work every day because it makes me feel safe, secure, and it offers uh, 75 vitamins, minerals, and nutrients essential to helping give your body an extra shield and guard. A lot of athletes are, you know, very interested in AG1 because it's the only supplement out there that's like super easy to just mix in a cup of water, just one scoop, and it helps fortify your body with science-driven vitamins, probiotics, and whole uh, whole food source nutrients. AG1 wants to raise the standard of quality in the supplement category and does so with a convenient and affordable option. With every daily serving, you are setting yourself up for success and, you know, you're getting yourself um, energy support, focus, strength, and clarity. It's just a very small habit that's easy to get into. And like I said, very, very affordable, costing you less than $3 a day. So if you're ready to get started, uh, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Go give it a try. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, you're sick here for rejoining us as we dive into preseason lineups from uh, Winnipeg News reporter Mike McIntyre. He has some predicted lineups based on what he's been seeing in camp um, and also the current Jets roster. Now, for tonight's game against the Oilers, we're going to have a mostly moose-heavy lineup, if I'm being honest. We've got Niederreiter, Perfetti, and Malat as your first. Ayafalo, Lowry, and Appleton as your second, Tanonato, Harkins, and AJF as your third, and Zhilkin, uh, Lambert, and Chibrikov as your fourth. On defense, Heinle and Schmidt will be your top pairing, Chisholm, DeMello for the second, and Dylan and Bauer together for the third. Uh, Delia and Milich will be in net. Um, I would imagine Delia will play maybe a period and a half. I think in the past, the Jets used to swap. Uh, some games, they've had them play a couple of periods, but I would imagine you might see like a 50 50. Um, whatever they do, though, I think you can tell from this roster, it's mostly depth guys who are in the system and prospects, right? Uh, or you have some like bottom sixers or moose players. The big guns won't usually come out for a couple of games. And so I would be curious to see how Niederreiter and Perfetti get along. Uh, these guys are very likely to be playing together here at the start of the regular season. Obviously with like Ehlers or somebody else at their hip, but this is a really good chance for uh, Perfetti to get 
a nice four checker and Nido Rider who also happens to be a really talented finisher. I feel like this combo could be really spicy this year. Um, you toss in like a Nick Ehlers who will help with the transition and perimeter creativity. And then, you know, obviously Ehlers is happy to attack the face-off circles. That's a potential triple threat that I think would be really exciting. Jeff Malott, I think, is one that, I, uh, you know, some folks have had, you know, a bit of a soft spot for watching with the Moose. He's been a very effective scorer at the AHL level. He's been an on-ice leader and somebody that I think people would enjoy one day maybe getting a chance to really carve his name at the NHL level. But um, thus far, I, I think he's kind of had limited opportunities. And with his Jets lineup this year, it's not likely that he'll be given many opportunities to get a call up. Uh, as it is, though, if he really shows well in camp or something, maybe the Jets put him on the first uh, name for like call-ups. But I would expect him to mostly spend this year with the Moose. Your second line, Ayafalo, Lowry, and Appleton. Uh, that actually might be the third line the Jets go with in the regular season. Uh, it does seem like Velarde will be stapled to the top six, and Ayafalo is probably a, more of like a middle six player, right? Uh, he is a little expensive, but I do think he'll add some significant scoring punch to Lowry's hip, right? Um, Appleton hasn't really been that guy for the past couple of seasons. It's felt like he's really fallen off ever since he left the Jets the first time. And so I think Ayafalo is going to have to do more scoring, heavy lifting uh, in, in the third line role. But that should be a solid trio. I would think that uh, if you made it like a fourth line and you put Ayafalo on the third line and moved Lowry and Appleton down, that'd be a really good balanced lineup. But, you know, having them as your third line is whatever. So we'll see how they get on. I hope they develop some chemistry because if they're going to play a lot together, they're going to need to get up, get on the same page quickly. Your third line, Tenonato, Harkins, and AJF. All three of these guys are, are players that I would suspect are considered like the call-up squad. Um, AJF, I think, generally has the edge recently. He's you know, a player who can be on the PK, he's fast. And you know what? Surprisingly, he was actually pretty effective at the NHL level. Not so much offensively, but like defensively, he had really good habits. I thought that his skating encounters were dangerous. He just was generally a pretty solid player. Uh, I, I like him. I think that he's got some genuine pop to his game. Not a lot of like high end creativity, but enough to be a usable player in your bottom six. Then you've got your kids line with Zhukin, Lambert, and Chibrikov. This group, I think, has some potential to be fun, although I would expect it to be a little bit raw. Um, Lambert especially, I think, has the least uh, pro-level experience. Um, well, I would, I, you know, Zilkin obviously has played less, but I think in Lambert's case, right, it's he, he's, he's played in Liga for a decent chunk, but comparatively speaking, it hasn't translated in, into the North American game. Zilkin almost plays like a more pro-ready game, and he hasn't had that opportunity yet, so... I'm curious to see how Zhilkin does uh, alongside uh, Lambert and Chiprikov. I think Zhilkin has shown really well during camp and, and, and you know, the Penticton stuff as well. He's very talented, very skilled, and it seems like he's primed to become a really good middle six player. So that trio, hopefully they take off. Hopefully they have some fun shifts. It'd be nice if that they can score like a goal or something. On defense, you know, Heinola and Schmidt together is fascinating because Heinola has usually been on the outside looking in for this team. I think this is a very clear sign that he is legit fighting for some role with a team. Uh, hopefully a good one, but, you know, I would prefer not to be seeing him in the press box. That's for sure. Jizom DeMello, I think, is another similar situation. I think Jizom is also going to be fighting for one of these same spots. Uh, Declan, for me, is the rawer of the two. I think he's got legit potential, but he is, you know, kind of at the stage of his career where 
I think he needs to show a little more composure and and patience on the puck. Sometimes he's a little impetuous and wants to be uh, aggressive, and that can get him into trouble. But he is a fun player. I think he's got some really exciting potential, and so it'd be nice if he can really steal a role down the road. Dylan Bauer is is kind of like a, um, uh, I guess, your strong physical defensive pairing. Bauer had a tough time during camp. I know people will shout out his defensive work and physicality, but I promise you it was more like watching Logan Stanley who hits more, right? Bauer kind of had some of the similar skating issues, wasn't as mobile, and missed some defensive reads, which you expect for a young guy. Uh, it'd be nice if he can become like a you know tough physical blue liner, maybe for the Moose. I think if he was good at his defensive work, that would help a lot. Um, but at the NHL level, I'm I'm not seeing much yet to where we can project him to have a big role with, with Winnipeg. So it is what it is. Uh, Dylan's going to be doing some babysitting, I'm sure. This will be a, a chance for him to kind of help coach along one of the kids who, quite honestly, if Bauer were to reach his true potential, that could be uh, the sort of game that he'd model it after is, is what Brendan Dylan is. So it's a good pairing, I guess, if you want to uh, have somebody who can give Bauer some good advice and hopefully show him the ropes at this level. But, of course, there are some things I think worth watching out for as we head into uh, tonight's preseason camp we'll, or preseason game. We'll dive into what those are specifically in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are a wonderful pair of pants, if you've ever heard of them. They are soft, stretchy, and they come with anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric. A lot of you gents out there are probably looking for a, a comfortable set of shorts that are good for all occasions, whether you're golfing, heading out on an early night date, maybe going out with some friends. Whatever you want, you, you want pants that look and feel good, right? And bird dogs are designed to hug you in the right places. They give you um, some nice sculpted feels. They help you feel comfortable. They stretch and fit just the way you want them to. And you know what? They are super comfortable, right? Uh, all of my friends who have tried them, whether they uh, <laughs> whether they thought they would love bird dogs or not, they said they are one of the most comfortable pair of pants they have ever worn. So if you are ready for enjoying something and getting yourself a pair of pants that you're never going to want to take off, go to birddogs.com slash NHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle when you make your purchase. That's birddogs.com slash NHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, you're thank you for rejoining us in tonight's episode as we wrap up our uh, early thoughts ahead of tonight's preseason game against the Oilers. This is going to be a fun one, I, I think, at least. Um, I'm hoping that we see a couple of things, right? I think from the Jets... What I want to see is aggression from the blue line. I think last year we saw part of that for the season, but then it sort of faded away and the Jets got a little more conservative to the point where it, it wasn't as fun watching them. Uh, with Heinle, Chisholm, and uh, Schmidt and DeMello all anchoring your top four, this is a group that should be able to move the puck pretty effectively. And while they may concede some opportunities on rush counters and stuff, as long as they keep the offensive pressure up the ice, I think that should be more than sufficient. I'd like Heinel and Chisholm to be really aggressive, uh, attacking around the faceoff circles and maybe even dropping below the goal line to provide some additional puck support with the forwards. I think when you have the, that cycle game and overlapping routes, that's when Winnipeg was really effective. Like at the start of the season, we saw 
forwards and D changing positions fairly frequently, rotating around the perimeter, creating screens and, and confusing defenders. And I think that's when I thought the Jets would be really fun that year. And then things kind of changed for the worse, and we saw more of the bog standard Jets hockey that we're used to. But that's one thing I'd really like to see. I'd also like to see how the new lines start to to gel. Um, I think Niederreiter and Perfetti have some very interesting chemistry potential. I follow Lowry and Appleton. I really hope uh, finds a scoring touch because, like traditionally, Lowry and Appleton are not high end finishers. I know people will say that Lowry had like I don't know thirty plus points recently, and they'll say, "Oh, but he's like a depth scorer. That's not his main job." And that's true, right? He is kind of your two way captain, I guess. But the the thing is in the role that he's being asked to play and the amount, the amount of time that he likely will play, he's going to have to chip in a little more scoring. And I think having Ayafala will be really helpful for that. Alex is very crafty. He's very creative down low. He's got a nice shot. And uh, hopefully these two can help Mason out. Mason just has not looked the same the past couple of seasons. I mentioned it earlier on this episode that he really fell off after he left the Jets the first time. If he can return to form and become a really solid player this year, I think it'd be good for the Jets, right? He's kind of expensive given what his production has been recently, but it's clear that he can still finish good opportunities and there might still be something left in this game that the Jets can make use of. So hoping for a good season from him, uh, I think he's pretty well liked in the dressing room. It'd be nice if he just has a good year. I think that's the, the only thing that you really need to say is that you just hope things pan out. One last thing I'm kind of curious about um, is, is Harkins this year. Jansen Harkins has kind of been a perimeter peripheral player on this on this roster for the last couple of seasons, and last year it really sort of fell off. I thought maybe he'd have a better chance to carve out a role, and things didn't really pan out for him. Uh, in the few shifts that he had, he looked pretty decent. I thought, you know, he had some really solid defensive impacts, but otherwise, you know, he didn't really get a shot with his team. This year, I think there's even less space for him, but it'd be nice if he can potentially show that he's got a nice scoring touch on top of a solid two-way defensive game. I think it'd be good if Harkins can uh, be a player the Jets can rely upon in emergency situations, and maybe at some point even find a way into the lineup once guys like Appleton uh, expire uh, or like their deals expire. Not the players, good Lord. Um, but yeah, I mean, Harkins, I, I have a soft spot for him. He has an interesting mixture of really high-end puck handling and skill, it's just never really come together at a level where he's been a consistent NHL player. So if he can carve out a role at this level and become a guy that the Jets rely upon for the future, especially as contracts are running out, it'd be nice, right? At the very worst, he'll be a top-end Moose player. He was very good for the Moose over the past few years, and I imagine that they could really use um, more of a scoring punch because, like, the Moose roster, it's it's not, it's not great. <laughs> for being honest, it is not great. So... Let's hope that Manitoba can add some scoring depth and that he can play a role either with the Jets or with the Moose this season. Let me know what you're looking out for in tonight's preseason game. Drop your excitement and hype or your concerns in the comments below or at my social medias, NHL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's show, that is going to be all the time that we have. Tomorrow, I'll give you some early thoughts from tonight's preseason game. Don't expect me to be like, you know, uh, like really, really hardcore about this. It's just the first preseason game, so set your expectations accordingly, but let's hope for at least an early Jets win so you get the vibes going, right? We love a little bit of uh, excitement at least. But like I said for tonight's show, that is all the time that we have. Thank you so much for uh, joining in and making us your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here tomorrow for more Jets action. As always, have a great night, and go Jets, go.